What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? And gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. That's right. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely and uh, a little wet out there this morning. Uh, Kinston, North Carolina. It is Thursday, October the 12th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 949 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, have we got a fun show for you today, and it is going to go by so, so, so quick. <coughs> joining me in less than 20 minutes on our Spence Automotive guest line is going to be our regular Friday first hour guest. But since I won't be here tomorrow, we'll get to that a little bit here in a second. Chris Hatcher, <laughs> he's joining us today. Uh, it's gonna, well, not Chris Hatcher. It's going to be our NASCAR Carolina Hurricanes and NHL expert and our regular Friday guest, Paul Whittington. He's going to be, uh, he's going to help us recap last night's Canes game. The season opener was last night. Uh, we're going to take, uh, going to preview this year, uh, this season in which I don't know if it's ever happened that the Carolina hurricanes are the preseason Vegas favorite to win the uh, Stanley cup. <coughs> Very excited about that, but Paul's going to help us with that, but not just that we're going to talk some NASCAR. Also, uh, the field of eight of the final eight championship contenders, has been set. That was set this past week at the Charlotte Roval. And uh, Paul's going to help us talk uh, a little bit of all that. On top of all that, too, and we'll probably save the prep football talk for tomorrow because he's going to be in here tomorrow. But, again, we'll get to that in a moment. That's our first hour, Paul Whittington. And it's going to be a very fast-moving first hour. And then in our second hour, we're going to be joined by our regular Thursday guest. Uh, and he always joins us in the second hour. He's the WRNS sales executive to the stars. I am now Facebook friends with his mother. I am very excited about this. It's Jason Bryant. He's going to be joining us live right here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio by Down East Protection Systems. Uh, very excited to have Jason in here. We're going to preview. Now, that's what we're going to do uh, in our second hour is we're going to take a look at all the high school football games that are taking place in our neck of the woods. Uh, might even get some ECU football talk in uh, since they are playing tonight too. Man, it's an, it's an exciting time to be alive, I've got to tell you. Uh, hey, a reminder, and I am uh, just because I, I don't want you to be confused when you tune in tomorrow morning right here on 960 AM and betonthebull.com. But our good friend uh, Jason Bryant will be uh, holding down the fort tomorrow. Right here in the plush, well-lit studio. That's right. He and Paul Whittington are going to co-host uh, tomorrow morning show. So you get them today, you get them tomorrow. It's going to be really cool. Uh, but they're going to be uh, uh, hosting the show tomorrow. Now, there will be no shows on Monday or Tuesday. No uh, Brian Hanks show on Monday or Tuesday. We will be back on Wednesday, myself and John and Jonathan. Uh, so... Uh, be, be night, you know, uh, Hey, treat, treat Jason and Paul the same way you treat me, Greg Clemens and all the, all you P uh, Keith Spence and Pam Sheffield and, uh, Mr. Dawson. I'm just thinking all, all the people, Robin Godfrey. Good morning, Robin. Uh, all you folks that, uh, message me, uh, throughout the week, uh, while we're doing the show here, I, I expect you to show, uh, Jason and Paul and be just as nice to them as you are to me. I I don't know why I feel like I'm, I, I used to teach as you guys know, and then I was a substitute teacher for a while too, but that's what I would tell my kids. You know, if I had a substitute teacher coming in would be, Hey, treat, treat the substitute the way you would treat me, or maybe even treat them better than you would treat me. Greg Clemens. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, 
uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into – oh, also, tomorrow night's game. Well, you know, we'll get into that when we get into the football coverage. But uh, it's going to be uh, Paul Whittington calling tomorrow night's game, too, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, Wallace Rose Hill at Kenston. It's going to be Paul Whittington on the call for that. Uh, we originally had said Barry Stallings was going to be helping him <coughs> as a color analyst. Turns out that is not the case. I guess Barry decided he didn't want to. He didn't want if he if he couldn't be the play by play guy. By golly, he uh, didn't want to be a part of it. Which that's fine. It's all good. But it'll be a Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith will be helping uh, Paul tomorrow night. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Wallace Rose Hill at Kenston, and again, we're going to be talking about all those games in our second hour when we have uh, Jason Bryant here live in our studio. Uh, man, a lot of stuff going on. I'll tell you what, before we jump into everything, though, let's uh, let's thank Lenore Community College. For more than 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. And thank you. I, I say it every morning, every day, and I mean it sincerely. I love me some Richie Honeycutt. Thank you to Dr. Rusty Hunt. Thank you to all the folks over at Lenore Community College who uh, have been our title sponsor of this here, uh, Brian Hanks show since, uh, pretty much the very beginning. They're definitely one of our day one sponsors. And I want to thank our other day one sponsors who have been with us since the very first show, December, man, we're coming up on our four year anniversary. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I'll get to that in a second, Mr. Clemens. Uh, but thank you to all our day one sponsors, including, like I said, LCC to UNC Lenore healthcare, <coughs> excuse me, uh, who uh, we'll, we'll hear uh, about them in our second hour when we have Jason in here. Thank you to GoEco Office Automation, uh, who's been our uh, birthday game sponsor since uh, pretty much the very beginning, too. Jacques Passelag and GoEco Office Automation, just truly, truly appreciate them. Another one of our day one sponsors. How about Spence Automotive? Keith Spence, uh, my boy. Uh, really appreciate him. He's been... Uh, a source of inspiration to me since I got here. Uh, one of my dearest friends on this planet and, uh, Spence automotive, uh, like I said, one of our day one sponsors here on the show truly do appreciate them. How about Danny rice and Woodman life? Uh, I've had my life insurance with Woodman life, uh, for what the last, Oh my golly, this is 2023 since at least 2006, 2007, so, uh, what, 16 years or so? So, man, I really appreciate Danny and Woodman Life and uh, for everything they do. They've been a day one sponsor. Uh, Danny is, uh, like I talk about Spence, Danny's been that guy that has really encouraged me and all that. Can't wait for the tailgate tonight out in uh, – Mr. Clemens, I guess that answers your question. I will be out at ECU tonight, uh, and I don't think it's going to rain tonight. Uh, I, I I was talking to Scotty Boy Whittington this morning, uh, before he left for Greenville and he said he wasn't anticipating any rain tonight too. So I think the rain will get through and get past us. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of great tailgating out there with Danny Rice and his crew and, uh, with, uh, the rest of the folks, uh, out at, uh, Dowdy Ficklin and then, uh, a great game tonight too, uh, as, uh, ECU takes on SMU, but, uh, we'll, again, I'm jumping the gun. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, thank you. Woodman Life, Danny Rice, really appreciate you. David Moody and Arundel Parrot Academy, another one of our day one sponsors. They've been with us since we started and uh, really do appreciate them too. Uh, and then the rest of our sponsors, uh, Down East Protection Systems. And I got to share this. It's kind of cool. I may put it on Facebook too. But uh, <coughs> my my, I've told you guys, and it is not hyperbole. The very first thing I ever did when I moved into this house in 2015, his beautiful house on a lovely Whitehall Drive, is uh, before I even got my power cut on, before I got the water, before I got my direct TV, the first call I made was to Tom Vermillion and Down East Protection Systems because I wanted one of those little uh, stop sign-looking signs out in my yard. Not just that. I wanted to be protected, too. 
But uh, so I call Tom and we get that squared away. Well, fast forward to uh, a couple of days ago, uh, my uh, my old sign had just fallen apart, believe it or not. It had just, it, it, it served well out here in my front yard on Whitehall drive. And it, honest to God, there's no better way to say it than it had just fallen apart. So I call uh, the folks down at depths. I'm like, listen, I need a new sign. They said, Hey, Brian, come down here and get you one. So that's what I did uh, late last week. I put it out in my yard yesterday, took a picture of it, sent it to Tom, and Tom thought that was uh, pretty cool. And like I said, I may may have to do that to uh, to, to show uh, folks around here how proud I am of that. And don't forget, it's not just that it's a cool sign and that Tom Vermillion is a good guy. They have literally protected my house, uh, Down East Protection Systems have. They've been servicing eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. They specialize in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. And listen, as I do with all my sponsors, I have a personal relationship with each and every one of them, and I appreciate each and every one of them. And it does, I mean, it definitely goes for Down East Protection Systems. As you all remember, a couple of months ago, had someone break into my house and uh, had somebody break into my house and it was depths. It was the alarm that went off that when I was going down the hall and I saw them running out of the house, if it hadn't been for down East protection systems, I, who knows what would have happened. And I mean that I, I don't know what would have happened. So listen, yeah, I love my little sign that sits out in my front yard, but guess what? I also appreciate down East protection systems for protecting my house and my Linda and my puppy dog and my cats and my TVs and all that stuff. So uh, if you want the same level of protection that I have personally had from Down East Protection Systems and you need to uh, check them out, visit depthsnet.com. Also, all, like I said, all our other sponsors, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, uh, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, the Down East Wood Ducks and Elite Land Management with uh, Chris Hatcher. I, uh, who was listening yesterday who sent me a text and uh, was picking on me about uh, talking about you too. So I'm trying not to, uh, Chris, I'm trying, Hatch, I'm trying not to do as much talk about uh, you two and uh, going to Vegas this weekend. Although I'm very excited. This is my last show before I leave. I know Jonathan's excited too. Uh, we've, we've been messaging each other back and forth and, just very excited about that. But guess what? While I'm gone, uh, there'll be a house full of people here. And on top of all that, too, Down East Protection Systems will be protecting my home while I'm out of town. So how about that out there, criminals? Okay. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, a couple before we jump into uh, everything, before we get uh, Paul Whittington up here on the line with us, uh, I wanted to send out a uh, man, a uh Saw a message up on uh, Twitter yesterday uh, about Brian Bailey. Uh, he was uh, just sharing he's going through some health stuff right now. And uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than I, I messaged him personally yesterday and uh, shared my thoughts and my feelings and, you know, our love and good vibes and all that kind of stuff with Bailey, uh, who's been a guest here on the show. And listen, uh, who's been in here, uh, who's been in Eastern North Carolina for almost 40 years, I guess 39 years is what he posted yesterday, almost 40 years covering, uh, sports here in Eastern North Carolina. Uh, I got to think, uh, you look at our three TV stations around here. There cannot be anybody that even approaches that. That's been, uh, covering things here. <laughs> uh, I, uh, man, Bailey, you're a good dude. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think the world of you and I uh, just get well soon, buddy. Uh, that's all I got to say. Just get well soon. So, uh, looking forward to, uh, hearing that he is getting better. I know, uh, I talked to a couple of friends and I was actually at ECU last night. I did the, uh, soccer game last night. I did PA for the soccer game and, Everybody up in the press box at uh, at soccer last night was was talking about you, Bailey, and just how much they love you. And again, let me tell you something, dude. I was sitting up there, and I'm the by far the oldest person up there. I guess Cole is probably in his 30s, but he's younger than when you got here. But uh, every one of those, they're all kids between the age of like 20 and what maybe the oldest 26, 27, other than uh, Cole. 
And uh, they were all talking about you, dude, and just how much you mean to ECU and how much you mean personally to each one of them. So uh, just uh, get better soon, dude. Uh, sending, like I said, just all the good vibes that we can here from Kinston, from the Brian Hanks show, and uh, very much exci- uh, excited to hear about the good news uh, when you beat this thing, dude. But uh, if you're listening right now, uh, throw some prayers up for Brian Bailey uh, because uh, he, he, he needs him right now. Uh, so there you go. Uh, sorry, I'm messaging with Jason Bryant right now. So, uh, he's, uh, like I said, going to be in our eight o'clock hour. Okay. Uh, Hey, don't forget tonight, ECU versus SMU. It is on national TV. It's going to be on ESPN kickoff. Is it 7 30 PM for that game? And uh, ECU enters the game as uh, right now. I gave it to you yesterday. Let's 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 update that and see. I know yesterday it was twelve points that uh, they were the underdogs, but uh, let's see what it is now. It is now. Hey, a half point has come off of it. It was twelve yesterday. It's now down to eleven and a half. Uh, SMU is favored over East Carolina. So, uh, so some money. Coming in on uh, the Mustangs right now, uh, or I'm sorry, on the Pirates right now to get that point spread down uh, another half point. I have seen it as high as 13. I've seen it as low as 11. What's crazy is you just don't really see. Hey, you'll see you go point spreads move around, especially, you know, you're listening to uh, Bet on the Bull, so you get to listen to a lot of uh, point spread talk and all that kind of stuff. But this has just been unusual since it came out. It came out, I believe it was at 11. It moved pretty quickly up to 12 and a half, 13. And like I said, uh, now it's it's down a point and a half over the last couple of days and even a half point since yesterday morning when we did the show. So uh, <clears throat> what does that mean? I don't exactly know. I think that means that uh, there's some confidence in ECU there. And uh, I wouldn't call it a must win tonight, but I'll say this. If uh, ECU wants to play in a bowl game, uh, tonight would go a long ways towards, uh, getting them there. They're one in five right now. If they lose tonight, or I'm sorry, the one in four right now, if they lose tonight, then they're going to be one in five and it's going to be really hard to, uh, to get, to, to go five and one over the last, uh, half of the season. Although, as I've said multiple times before, uh, I, there, there've been multiple times before that, uh, that uh, I love this. You guys are blowing me up on my on my text, and as you know, I have a, an attention span of a mosquito, and I right now have six messages that have all come in here in the last little bit, and I'm trying to read them and trying to do the show too. You guys know I can't, I'm not capable of doing this, but uh, thank you, anonymous who just uh, who just texted me. Uh, I know you're, uh, you're listening right now, but and uh, Jason and everybody else. Uh, Oh, my God. Thank you to everybody who is uh, texting me in right now. Okay. Uh, but, again, uh, if go out to the game. I, I know Danny Rice is going to appreciate this when I say this, but if you see us out there tailgating, come by and uh, get a hush puppy or some slaw or maybe even a, a chicken nugget or two, and uh, we're going to have fun out there tonight. Greg Clemens, are you coming out to uh, – to Greenville tonight. You ought to come out and enjoy our tailgate too, but uh, it's going to be fun tonight. ECU versus SMU. How about Major League Baseball playoff updates? Uh, the Astros won last night, uh, and it's going to be an all-Texas American League Championship Series now as the Houston Astros versus the Texas Rangers. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, as you know, we've talked about it here before. Wade Howell, former uh, general manager of the Downey Wood Ducks, uh, has shared this, uh, he shared it on the air a couple of times. I'm not saying anything that, uh, that's not been shared here on the show before. Not a big fan uh, the Texas Rangers folks, uh, and, uh, the Woodies over here in Kinston, uh, and the, and the, uh, Houston Astros, they don't like each other. I mean, it, it's, it's true. I mean, uh, what the Fayetteville, uh, Woodpeckers, uh, not a lot, not a lot of love lost between the two, uh, franchises. Not only at the top uh, with the Rangers and the uh, Astros, but all the way down here to low A. And so, I mean, it's just going to be, that's going to be quite a series. I, I can't think of anybody. Now, I get, nobody had a problem knowing that the Astros were going to be there, okay? I mean, this is their seventh straight ALCS. I didn't even realize that. That's crazy that they've been in seven straight ALCSs or American League Championship Series. 
but for the Texas Rangers, it's going to be fun. Man, let's go. Let's go, Rangers. Uh, yes, I was pulling for uh, Scott Whittington's Orioles, but uh, unfortunately, uh, he uh, or the Orioles were swept by the Rangers, who won their who swept their first round series. So they've now not lost a game in the playoffs. They're five and zero, oh, and uh, they will be taking on the Houston Astros, and of course us here in Kinston, Lenore County. We are all Rangers all the time here, so uh, I hope uh, they're able to pull that through. Uh, how about uh, Tori Lavallo and uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks? And I'm sorry about this, Danny Rice, if you're listening right now. Sincerely, I'm sorry. I really thought this was going to be a better series. But, man, the Diamondbacks just jumped out on the Dodgers. I mean, from game one. And, uh, I mean, four home runs in an inning last night. How about that? Uh, one of the, the last home run of that inning last night that the guy hits one foul. They originally call it a home run, but then they say, okay, it's foul. Then his very next pitch, he takes it out of the park. But uh, the Diamondbacks, they win last night. And uh, now uh, they await. Let me get you that score there real quick. Uh, that game was 4-2. to two. They scored all four runs in a uh, in a uh, in the same inning, all four solo home runs. Tell you what, man, the Diamondbacks, uh, they are not to be toyed with, and I think they're going to have a pretty good chance uh, to beat either the Braves or the Phillies. Game four of the National League Divisional Series is uh, tonight at 8 between uh, the Braves and the Phillies, and the winner of that will take on Tori Lavolo and the Diamondbacks, which, uh, hey, looking forward to that. That's going to be a, a great series too. So uh, there you go. As uh, we get you ready for that. Also, uh, we were talking about throwing up prayers for Brian Bailey earlier. Also, uh, we, we mentioned this on yesterday's show. Got to say it again today to uh, Mary Lou Retton, uh, who I just adore and I love. And I know uh, if, you're, if you're people of a certain generation like myself and, and a lot of our listeners, uh, we grew up uh, with uh, Mary Lou and just hope, uh, like I said, just sending all kinds of great vibes to uh, her in Texas and hoping uh, everything gets better with her. She is in, still in intensive care with a very rare form of pneumonia. So there you go. Uh, that gets us caught up on all that. <laughs> Joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line uh, right now is the man who is going to be bringing you uh, the football game tomorrow night, our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. He's going to be co-hosting with uh, Jason Bryant here in the plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here tomorrow. It's our good friend and uh, new daddy, Paul Whittington. How are you doing, P-Dub? Well protected might be a stretch. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Dude, down east protection systems protects the oh, no, I understand. Oh, yeah. I understand. It's just you have a combination of Levi, myself, and Jason <laughs> Bryan that are all going to be kind of taken over. I don't know how well protected things are at this point. Well, I, you know what, <laughs> as I was saying in my monologue, dude, uh, down East protection systems, they, uh, in fact, I may, we may end up naming my, my plush, well-lit, well-protected studio and it's well-protected by down East protection systems. What do you think, man? That, that, that would be pretty like cool, it. wouldn't it? I like it a lot. Well, uh, before we jump from into the, anything. From the down East protection system studio. I like dude. Jason Bryant, what do you think, man? I think that would be really cool, man. The Down East Protection Systems Studio here on Whitehall Drive. I love it. I love it. Hey, before I mean, dude, we've got so much. We've got hurricanes. We've got NASCAR. We've got ECU. I actually want to talk to you a little bit about Brian Bailey. We've got so much to talk about here, uh, uh, Paul. We've got to talk about uh, Levi. You mentioned his name. Uh, I know he just hit one month old. Uh, or last weekend, I guess he hit one month old. Give, we need, give us the Levi update. Well, I mean, that's it. Uh, he, he turned a month old on Monday. I uh, got a great one-month checkup from the doctor yesterday. Uh, he's he's crying a little bit. He's eating a little bit. He's, he's just doing baby things. He's just, <laughs> he's just a good baby doing good baby things. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but your mom, you probably do know this. Every picture that I used to be in, you know, uh, you know, like on her phone <laughs> and on her watch and on her iPad and her laptop and everything, okay. <sighs> I've been replaced, man. There's another, yep. there's another man in her life, dude. It's not you or Scott or Clay or me. <laughs> it's Levi, dude. We, we've all been replaced. Okay. Yep. We certainly have. You know what, dude? I don't have a problem with that. It's pretty awesome, dude. 
No, sorry, I was supposed to say something. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I enjoy I enjoy having them around here yeah. most of the time. What is, what is what what has happened that maybe has surprised you that maybe you know you were pretty well prepared for this you and Samantha but maybe at this point you're like wow I wasn't expecting this with a baby what has there has there been anything like that most people that uh, gave us advice prior to the baby coming followed one particular theme and it's like you're not going to get any sleep. You're going to be dead tired for the first month of that child's life. Like, it's going to be rough. You get sleep now while you can't. It hasn't really been that way. Now, now granted, uh, our good chunk of the first month, he spent in the NICU. But since coming home, like, he doesn't sleep through the night or anything. But, I mean, he's sleeping for four. After feeding, he's sleeping for four or five hours during the night. And then only one of us is getting up doing the feeding. And we kind of alternate that. Right. Um, so like, I'm not, I'm not overly tired. I'm getting just as much sleep as I was before, before the baby came just every now and then I have to get up for a few minutes. I got to tell you this, Jason Bryant just checked in listening to you right now. And he said, mm-hmm. that tells me Samantha's doing everything and Paul is doing nothing. LOL. That's not true at all. I know. That's not true at all. Well, uh, Linda spent, what, the night there, (laughs) one night, and she the thing she was proudest of was that she got up with the baby, I guess, at 530, and that Levi slept on her chest for three hours, and you would have thought she just won the Nobel Peace Prize or won the Powerball or something. She was so proud of that and sent me a picture and everything, dude. (laughs) That's awesome. But, uh, well, dude, I, I, I can't wait. I get to see him a little bit this afternoon myself before we get out of here too. So, uh, I can't wait for that. Well, good, good, good. Like I said, man, hey, dude, when you come up, when I'm out and about people ask, how's that baby doing? They may not know <laughs> Levi's name, but they ask how Paul's baby's doing. So, uh, you're going to be around for a couple of days now. Is he going to go to the game with you tomorrow night? No. Oh, okay. No, not, not time for that yet. Well, not I thought quite. he might be signing autographs or something out at Kinston High tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, not tomorrow. We still we still got a couple of weeks before we take him to any sporting events. Well, there you go. Well, listen, I talk, we're going to talk about – I don't know how you make a pivot like this, but I'm going to try to, dude. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this. I'm going to ask uh, uh, Jason, too, when he joins me in the second hour here live. Uh, but, you know, the sad news about Brian Bailey announced yesterday that, you know, he's uh, he is uh, fighting an illness right now. We won't go into details because he didn't. But uh, he is fighting uh, a, a battle right now. Let's just say that. And uh, he, he announced it on Facebook, on Twitter yesterday afternoon. Like I said, I had a chance to message with him a little bit. And uh, it's a pretty serious battle, dude. But I I wanted to get your thoughts on that. But I also wanted to get your thoughts on Brian. You don't, you don't even remember a life of uh, – <laughs> how old are you now, dude? 33, 34? No, uh, 33. 33. Dude, he's been covering East, sports in Eastern North Carolina for Channel 9 for WNCT for 39 years. So six years before you were even a thought, dude. And I just wanted to get your <laughs> thoughts. But I mean that. I wanted to get your thoughts. I mean, talk about an institution. Uh, I just wanted to get uh, have give you a chance to brag on him and growing up watching him and all that, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Brian Bailey is just as much ECU football as uh, Jeff Charles was, right? Uh, he is. He, he is part of, of the games every every single week at, at Dowdy Pickland Stadium. He always has some sort of speaking part, um, always on the microphone. Um, like I said, he's just as much ECU football, in my opinion, as Jeff Charles was. And, and just beyond ECU football, uh, you know, touch, Touchdown Friday has been, has been a staple on on late night TV after after Friday night football games for a long time. And, and he, he is spearheaded that show. And, uh, He's, he's been a big part of high school sports, college sports, professional sports. Uh, you, you see him all the time running around with a camera. Uh, and, you know, don't, don't know exactly what he's going through, but uh, wish him the best. Hope for, hope for a very quick recovery, and, and hopefully there's some sort of normal that he can get back to and uh, just not the same when, when he's not on the sideline somewhere. Absolutely, and especially with the game tonight with the uh, ECU-SMU game that's going to uh, be at Dowdy Ficklin tonight that – 
Uh, I don't know if he'll be out there. I hope he is. And if he is, I hope we get a chance to say something to him face-to-face. I know you're the same way, too. And it just uh, – I don't know. Again, I mean, I've only been here 20 years, so I've only been here half of his uh, – of his tenure at WNCT, but man, you got to respect, I mean, uh, his hustle and just how hard he's worked through the years too. So, uh, again, Bailey, if you're listening to this, uh, well, here in Kenson are on two, five, two ESPN, just know, uh, you're getting all kinds of love from uh, Kenson, even from Garner, right? That's right. All the way from Garner. There you go. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the, the baseball playoffs here real quick. I mean, it's going to be an all Texas ALCS between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Uh, how about your boy, Tori Lavolo and, uh, the Diamondbacks sweeping that not only did they sweep their first round series against, uh, Milwaukee, but now they've swept the Dodgers. I mean, who have the biggest payroll in baseball. I mean, in impressive fashion, four home runs in an inning. Did you get a chance to watch any of that game last night? No, I was I was at the Canes game last night. Oh, but yeah. I I have I have long said, and and I'll maintain this: uh, the the Dodgers are are not they're not built to be a playoff team. Uh, I I know that certainly not the. You look at their roster, and you look at the regular season performance that they have, and you, you certainly think that this is a team that's built to be in the playoffs but then they've got in, in this in all this time of them being a super team they've got one world series brian and that was in the very abbreviated uh covid season that we had back in 2020 where we played 60 regular season games and then had the playoffs so when when we made it to the playoffs i mean it was basically from a way that the body works standpoint it was june Right, you're oh, yeah. you're only at it for 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 ninety days, and I've I've said this for for a long time, and I'll continue to say it. The players on this team they perform great during the regular season. They're they're not built to be for whatever reason postseason teams, and we see them go out every every year before they get to the World Series, and and it sucks because you 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 pay all that money and you expect to win, but. All you're winning is the most regular season games. You, you don't have a formula for success. What I have found interesting, Brian, about this playoffs, um, I guess the Astros are the exception here. But the Dodgers had a first round bye and are and, and have gotten swept by by Arizona. Uh, Philadelphia. Uh, they're taking on Atlanta right now. Atlanta had a first round by Philadelphia was in the wild card round. They're one game away from, from moving on to the NLCS. Um, the Orioles had the first round by, uh, were a number one seed in, in the playoffs swept by, swept by the Rangers. I want to go back. Resting the, the bodies for as long as they get rested is too long. In my opinion, I want to go back to that one wild card game. That one game playoff to punch a ticket to the divisional series. That's what I want to go back yeah, to. Yeah, but this, you, you know that will never happen. It's like it's like putting toothpaste back in the container after you've scored it. <laughs> but I mean it. Once these owners have gotten that extra TV money for the playoff games, yeah. the extra tickets and concessions, and who knows oh, how many wrong. millions of dollars yeah. that they make, dude? They'll never they'll never change it. You know they won't, dude. Well, you have to you have to figure out a way to change the formula somehow because if the if the Astros are the only non wild card team that makes it past the divisional series, we got a problem. Well, you Atlanta's- know what the solution? I can already tell you, dude. Seriously, you know what the solution is going to be? What's that? They're going to add more teams to the to the playoffs dude that's exactly what's going to happen and then you'll have everybody there will be no buys and you'll have uh you know half the league making the playoffs where see that's what i always loved about baseball and i know we're getting off on a tangent here because we've got to get some canes and uh nascar talk but this is this is good stuff here paul here's what bothers me and how about this jason bryan actually said the exact same thing only solution is to add two more teams to the playoffs and he's right uh, yeah. he said five days is way too much time off. Look how bad baseball is after the all-star break. And that's only a three day break. And he's absolutely positively right. Yeah, Jason Brown right. is there, yeah. 
But uh, but see, dude, when I was growing up, can can I do the all right, the old man, you know, shaking his head at the cl- uh, shaking his hand at the clouds, uh, yeah, shaking his absolutely. fist at the clouds. This is what bothers me, dude. When I, dude, I remember the days early, early on when, dude, four teams made the playoffs, you know, in baseball. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that was it. And then you had you had the championship series, and then you had the World Series, and that was it, dude. And now you've got how many teams make the playoffs now? What six from each league? So you've got uh, what twelve of the uh, thirty teams make it. So you're almost at fifty percent there. And like you just heard Jason say, and I agree, you get uh, what two more teams from each division, dude. Then it's going to or from each uh, uh, league. league, yeah, from each league, dude. You're going to have more than half the league making the playoffs, dude. And that's just ridiculous, man. It's just. I don't know, man. It's I, I agree that it, it is ridiculous when you have half the team making the playoffs. That's what we currently have in, what, the NBA. That's what we currently have in the NHL. Oh, it's uh, more, not, more than half in the NBA and the NHL, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a little ridiculous. If I'll be honest with you. If it eliminated the five-day break, I don't know that I would be completely opposed to it. Um, but I, I would love to go back to uh, a scenario where and and you know i i think there's enough owners out there with with enough clout at this point especially if you're the owner of the braves the i won't count the owner of the orioles but if you're the owner of the braves the owner of the dodgers and you're you're getting punched out in the divisional series after having the kind of season that you did and you can and you can relate that back to the five-day break i don't know maybe yeah to your point there's a lot of money that's made in that wild card round but potentially there's an argument from owners that say this isn't what's best for our team and maybe you get the conversations. I doubt it happens, yeah. right? Yeah, we're not going to go back to it, but <laughs> I, I think that was the right formula, the one game wild card game. And then, and then everybody, everybody starts the playoffs all on the same, same day after that one game wild card. Well, I'm telling you, the I want to go back to that. The only place I support more playoff teams making it into uh, the, the playoffs is the Hanks fantasy football league. Okay. <laughs> Which, Very by much. the way, how about five and zero? Oh, Paul Whittington taking on the uh, one and four uh, Alaskan Snow Dragons. Okay, hey. yeah, you know we're playing each other this week, right? Love it, love uh, it. I, on the week, I, dude, I, I may be getting ready to get out of fantasy, dude. I'm not even joking. I have eight teams, dude. Five of my eight teams are one and four, dude. Five of them. Okay, I've. Uh, Two others are two and three, and then I've got one. I do have one that's four and one, and that's the one you're in, the the auction league, uh, you know, the Brent uh, Pelletier auction league. I have eight teams. One of them has a winning record, and I'm coming off a loss in uh, that league this past week. So, uh, dude, I I don't know, man. I may not be as good a fantasy football player as I, th- as I thought I was, dude. <laughs> well, let me, let me find this real quick. I'm almost, I'm almost there. This was uh, this was not fun. So I'm I'm in this English league, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I drafted and, it for you, didn't I? Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's don't right. tell you, me you that. Team, don't tell me that team's one and four. Also. No. 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 We actually uh, we actually were off to a four zero start. Okay. We were off to a four zero start, um, and then Matt Brewster got lucky. Our our friend Matt Brewster, mm-hmm. friend of the show, gets lucky. He beats me last week. Uh, you need to take a sip of like coffee or water. Okay. Right, right now, as I as I say this, <laughs> he beat me one ninety eight to ninety two. Because Goodness his team, gracious, his team, he only got nine points out of his quarterback Lamar Jackson, but his <laughs> team had Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, and DJ Moore. Wow. You know what? I had wondered because, you know, those were the big three last week, and I knew it was possible to have those three players on a team. Now I finally know somebody who did. One nine, but you're, but you're four and one, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're four and one in the league. And let's see. He put up 36.4 plus 52.2 from Chase plus 49. He. If he had just started those three players, Brian, he still beats me, and it's not even close. Dude. It would be one thirty-seven to ninety-two from three players. From three players. 
Dude, that is amazing. That is amazing. That voice you're listening to, Paul Whittington. We've got all the other side. I tell you what, we've got 20 minutes left here until the top of the hour, dude. Yeah. Right, let's try to do 10 and 10 here. And we got, I tell you what, dude, we got to start with it. You were there last night at PNC Arena. Mm-hmm. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes, I, as I told people in my monologue, I was at the uh, ECU soccer game last night, called that game oh, last cool. night. So I was on my way back from that and listening to the game last <laughs> night. A big 5-3 win. But I tell you what, uh, you know what, I'm not – just uh, your impression, your first look at uh, regular season, Carolina Hurricanes uh, hockey, they are picked to win the uh, the Stanley Cup this year by Vegas. What was the vibe? Because I got to tell you, man, on the radio, it was loud. I mean, throughout the game. I mean, and it sounded like it didn't really ebb and flow or anything. I mean, it was loud throughout, man. What was, what was the atmosphere like last night at PNC? Oh, it was loud. <laughs> the Kadiaks have not missed a beat. Uh, no question about it. Uh, they they were very loud. And uh, you, you certainly love to see it. Um they opening night's always special, right? That that first game, that first home game, is always really cool. And uh, they the the Kaniac showed up. They they gave away towels last night that had like these little LED lights in them. And the more you waved them, the brighter the lights got. The, the fans were going, yeah, the fans were going crazy with those. Um, and uh, it was just it was just great to have hockey back. Uh, the the first period team was a little flat. Still trying to get their their legs underneath them, but really took over the game in the, in the second period and and on got the five to three win over a very 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 good Ottawa Senators team. I, th- I think Ottawa is certainly a playoff team this year, um, probably probably a wild card team, but uh, a great opening night win against a, a very tough team from up north. Very good. Okay, well let's let's talk about expectations for this uh, Carolina Hurricanes team again. I mean, that's been the number one thing you keep hearing and uh, even here on uh, VSIN on uh, betonthebull.com when they've done hockey talk. I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes have been at the top of that. Vegas has our Canes. And, for, and that's my next question. Do you ever remember that? Because, dude, even though even after the uh, Stanley Cup championship back in 06, I don't think they were the favorites going in the next year. They weren't the favorites the year they won it. Has that ever happened before with the Hurricanes being the preseason favorite? I don't think so. I, uh, well, I think last year they were they were maybe top two. I, I don't remember if they were the the. I don't remember if they were the preseason favorite. If yeah. they weren't the preseason favorite, they were number two. Okay. Uh, maybe Colorado was the preseason favorite last year. I, I can't remember, but they were they were top two. Um, wow. it's, it's no surprise. The, the pieces are there. Uh, you, you just have to have to figure out how to get past that Eastern conference final. Uh, the good news about this team is they didn't turn over a lot. They didn't really lose a lot of pieces. They, they added some talent. Mike, Michael Bunting, uh, joins the team. He got a game. He got a goal last night in his first Carolina Hurricanes game. He added, uh, Dimitri Orlov. Um, those those were kind of the big signings. Uh, you brought back Tony D'Angelo, who had a, an immediate impact last night uh, on defense for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, you, you didn't really change any of any any of the dynamic between the pipes. Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta are still the two goaltenders, and, and Freddie had a great opening night last night. So, I mean, it's no surprise to, to see this team still near the top because they they took all the same pieces and made not really any tweaks. They just added a couple of different, couple of different players that, that make this team better. Well, and on top of it too, they go into the playoffs last year, uh, after they lost Vechnikov. How did he look last night, dude? Uh, he's, <laughs> um, he looked like a ghost, uh, because he wasn't there. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. Svech has actually hurt at the moment. Um, we were oh, hoping we'd get man. him back for, uh, we were hoping we were going to get him for, for opening night. I uh, didn't get him. Uh, he is not going to make the 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 Western swing with the team coming up here, uh, but we're hopeful that maybe by the time this team comes back to to PNC Arena in late October, I think October 27th is the next home game. Got to get through this uh, this state fair series, but uh, maybe by the time they come back on on the 27th, he's he's back. To, well, what is he? Is, it, is he still trying to recover from last year, or is this a new injury? Yeah. Yep. Nope. Last year. 
Okay, my bad. I don't know where I, I thought I had read that somewhere that he was going to be back for the beginning of the season. So maybe maybe that was just optimism there. Well, how, uh, uh, who were the guys that stood out last night uh, in last night's five to three win over Ottawa? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think look no further than than the captain Jordan Stahl. He was uh, he was the number one overall star last night. Uh, he he had a phenomenal game. Uh, getting back to that, Mike, Michael Bunting was one of the was one of the three stars last night. Uh, Brady Shea as well. They all had goals. Um, Jacob Slavin scored scored a shorthanded goal. Uh, there were there were two shorthanded goals in the game last night. One for Ottawa. One for one for the Canes. Uh, Michael Bunting scored the power play goal. Special teams was was great last night. Uh, Taylor Teravainen, uh, he he had he had a goal in the game. Um, Jordan Stahl had a goal and an assist. Starts his his campaign with with mul- with multiple points. Uh, so really, I mean, there were Jordan Martinook was on the score sheet. Jesper Faust, uh, Jesperi Kokaniemi, Seth Jarvis, uh, Martin Natchez, Brady Shea. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, Tony D'Angelo, all all these folks that didn't score goals were were on the score sheet. So I mean that's I don't know if you did any math right there, but that's just about <laughs> everybody minus the goalie um, that that was on the score sheet last night. So it's it's hard to pick out one standout player. And I think maybe Jordan Stahl is the name that you go with because he gets a goal and an assist and first star honors. But really, I mean the whole team was was part of the, was part of the contribution last night. Well, let's talk again. That voice flows through Paul Whittington. We're doing a little uh, NHL Carolina Hurricanes talk right now with them uh, starting their 23 24 season last night at PNC. And like you said, I, I hate this whole state fair thing. And I mean, they, now they've played games yep. there before because I've, I've fought the traffic to go to a Hurricanes game. But so you said they're going to be off now for what, 16? Well, not off, but they're going to be away from Raleigh for 16 games. You get one home game, then you're on the road. I just And I know it's sort of quasi-doing-it-to-yourself kind of thing with the State Fair and all that, but what a way to start your season. I mean, you get talk about getting tested early. The Canes are definitely going to be tested early here, aren't they? They, they certainly are. Uh, it's, it's a long road trip. Uh, you, 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 go to, you go to L.A., and then, and then you go to Anaheim, and then you go to San Jose, then you go to Seattle, then you go to Colorado, then, then you're, uh, you're back at home, or excuse me, then you're on the road, we're on the 24th for that, uh, final game of the road trip against, uh, against Tampa Bay. So yeah, you're, you're gone for, for quite a while before you're back home and in back to back nights against, uh, the, the Kraken and the Sharks. It's, it's tough, but, but here's where it's good, right? Um, the the Canes are able to benefit from this from this state fair road trip in a way that other teams aren't. There's I don't think there's any other team in the National Hockey League that doesn't play a home game for for two weeks at the start of the season. The Canes get to do that, and where it benefits them is they get to go on the road and gel as a team. They they get to to do all that team bonding stuff. Um, and, and they're away from, from the house for, for a long time. And it's, it's just them. And, you know, we, we, we talk about it at the beginning of every season. This is that, this is that time where, where, where these guys have a chance to, to gel off the ice, which is going to improve performance on the ice. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm not opposed to it. What I am opposed to is hockey that starts after 10 o'clock. Well, there you go. Uh, I got to ask you, well, this will be our last hockey-related question here. Who are, obviously, like I said, Vegas has uh, the Hurricanes as the team to beat to win the Stanley Cup. Who are two or three of those teams from the uh, uh, from the Eastern Conference that are going to challenge the Canes? And even uh, give me a couple of teams from the Western Conference. Yeah, so pull up this chart here real quick. Um, other teams that that are certainly in the hunt. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers out of the Western conference, uh, they, they're one, one of the top favorites as well. Vegas, right, right back in the conversation. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs have a, have a really good team. They're out of the East. Uh, they, they just, they just got to make it past the first round. That's been their Achilles heel for, for a long time. Uh, some of the other favorites, the Dallas stars, uh, the New York Rangers are, are up there as well. Uh, the Florida Panthers, you know, they, they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup last year. 
they're they're back to being one of the favorites again, and the Boston Bruins uh, are certainly always in the conversation. Well, very good. Well, uh, just high expectations. Uh, I can't wait to see them this year myself. I'm uh, going to try to get out there several games. Just, man, it is so exciting to have, especially with what's going on down in Charlotte with the Panthers and mm-hmm. in Charlotte with uh, the Hornets who are not expected to do anything. It's, it's kind of neat having that professional team here in, in the state that uh, has these kind of expectations, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, I, I mean, it's 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 great. Yeah. And in a word, it's it's great. It's just uh, it's it's fun to see one of these North Carolina teams be be super competitive and, and in the national conversation, uh, a place that, you know, the, the Panthers aren't right now and, and the Hornets aren't, but, you know, not to, not to dive into basketball, but, you know, Steve Clifford has, has already said this is the most talented team that he's ever coached. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe things are starting to be on the up and up now that Michael Jordan has sold the team. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure they have mandatory drug testing for, uh, for the coaches i know they do for players <laughs> but i think they do for the they need to have it for the coaches too so anyway there you go that'll wrap well, that up. well hold on, hold on. He, he, he's not saying his team is going to make a, a playoff run all he's saying is of all the teams that he has ever been the head coach of in the nba this is the most talented yeah a team that's going to win which, a team is going to win 32 games this year yeah which maybe means he just hasn't coached a lot of talent. talent the that, ding, ding, ding. That's probably <laughs> the truth. That's where it is right there. Okay. Well, uh, we've saved the best for last. I know uh, Jason's uh, pulling up here, and he wants to talk some NASCAR. I'm joking. He's not a big NASCAR guy. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, – dude, the Charlotte Roval last week, it ends up uh, knocking out four more drivers. We've now got the final eight, and I'm just going to go here and order uh, Byron in a Chevy, Truex in a Toyota. Hamlin in third uh, going into this uh, final eight in a Toyota. Kyle Larson in a Chevy. Chris Buescher in a Ford in fifth. Christopher Bell in a Toyota in sixth. Tyler Reddick in a Toyota in seventh. Then Ryan Blaney in a Ford in eighth. And I don't know. I'm, I guess, you know me, I'm a, a you know, a shades of, well, not even a shades of gray guy. I'm a black and white guy. And I look at this and I see four Toyotas in the top eight. Two Chevys, two Fords. I'm, I don't know if I would have predicted that uh, 12 weeks ago or 13 weeks ago, dude. Yeah, I, I, I would have, I would have expected uh, a, a little bit more Hendrick. Yep. In in the top eight, um, I think we got exactly what we should expect from Joe Gibbs Racing. I think we know the the caliber that Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. are. A little surprised Christopher Bell still hanging around. Uh, surprise. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised by Tyler Reddick. You know, he had a great run, uh, in, in the eight car for Richard Torres racing last year. Um, but you know, stepping into, to a new ride with, with 2311 racing, I'm, I'm surprised to see him, him still hanging around. Not surprised to see Ryan Blaney there at all. Uh, I am more surprised than anyone to see Chris Buescher, uh, still hanging around, but you know, kudos to him. He's only three points below the cut line right now. Um, I, I think this is a great, group of drivers to be to be our, our final eight there's some some names in there that you're used to hearing like like a martin Truex jr denny hamlin or kyle larson and there's some names in there that you're not used to hearing like a william byron or chris busher or even a ryan blaney uh so so i think this is a, a great group of drivers for a round of eight that is is probably the calmest round that we've seen thus far in the in the playoffs with, with uh, the tracks we have coming up, Las Vegas this weekend, then we go to Homestead, Miami, and then we end the round of eight with the Xfinity 500 at Martinsville. I got to tell you, man, I am a sucker for emotion, man, and I'm, and I'm for real emotion, not fake emotion. And the way mm-hmm. A.J. Allmendinger uh, just uh, – when he got out of the car last week after winning at the Roval, and, the dude, they, they showed him, you know, going around his victory lap and the tears in his eyes and – you know, choking yeah. back here, dude, I, I instantly, dude, I became an Almondinger fan just like, and I've never, you know, I've been Almondinger neutral pretty much, I guess my entire time. How can you not pull for a guy like that? Who just, that, what wears his emotions on his sleeve? Well, I can give you a few reasons, but we, we won't go there. <laughs> we'll keep it positive. Um, <clears throat> no, he's, he's a great race car driver. Uh, couldn't happen to a better team, college racing, uh, 
Matt Collin, Chris Rice running things over there. They're a great group of people. They have a great organization. Uh, they're they're very, very, very competitive in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and, and they started uh, running a cup car with, with the evolution of, of the next-gen race car, and uh, finally finally got their first cup win. And like I said, it couldn't happen to a better, better group of people. Uh, congrats to A.J. Allmendinger. I had actually... I can't remember if I did this on your show. You I did. Done it on my yes, show. you did. I've got it, it written was, down right here. Yep. I, I was a week off with AJ Allmendinger. <laughs> I think I, I think I predicted them to win Talladega. I was just a week off, but I mean that that team has shown shown flashes of speed all year long. They're they're great on the road courses. They're they're great at super speedways. It's only just a matter of time, uh, and and glad they were able to finally punch their ticket and, and get a win. Well, we're joined here in our Down East Protection Systems uh, well-protected studio here. You like that, Jason? That's got a good sound to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I wanted your thoughts on the the Charlotte Roval uh, race last week there, uh, Jason. You don't want my thoughts. <laughs> you don't want my thoughts. I got to tell you, though. Uh, Y'all are positive. You do not want me to bring my <laughs> negative energy to this. It's not my thing. This is, Jason, this is what Brian likes to do. He likes to take something that he knows that you have no clue what's happening and then ask you for 30 seconds about it. Just like he does to me every now and then he'll, he'll call me up and say, Hey Paul, give me 30 seconds on the NBA playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, no, I well, can't, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I texted him 30 minutes ago and <laughs> yeah. said, get NASCAR done before I get there. And, <laughs> and then I'm listening coming in and then he went to, he went to the hurricanes first, which I could do some hurricanes, but he intentionally did Hurricanes first and NASCAR second, so I'd be here. But I got to tell you, though, my man walks in here. Uh, I mean, he's a, you're a good-looking guy anyway, okay, Jason? You know, I've told you that before. Yep. You know, I, Not that I'm hitting I'm in a devoted relationship. I've got a 54-year record of unblemished heterosexuality. But I got to tell you, man, you look good, man. He's, well, he walked in here, Paul. He's got a Brian Hanks show uh, quarter zip on. It's too small for me, by the way, Paul. It, that's what makes it look good. Look good. He's a little tight black, on you, man. Black, black makes you look thin. Yeah, you look, dude. I gotta tell you, man, you look good. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, I. Anyway, I'll just stop right there before I get us in any sort of Please. SEC trouble. Please, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, well, we, we did a little Charlotte. Talk. Anything surprise you coming out of the Roval? No, no, okay. nothing at all. Okay. I, I mean, I I think we got the racing that. That, that I thought we were going to get. Um, it's, I don't know. I Just go back to the Oval, uh, NASCAR, please. Yeah, I know we're going to do the exactly. Roval next year, but go back to the Oval. The racing with this next-gen race car is just so much better on the Oval. Um, you know, I, we can't really wrap this up without without just giving a giving a little shout-out to Bubba Wallace, uh, who, who had flashes of a really good run on Sunday. Uh, that team certainly... Uh, exceeded expectations that that were surrounding them this year uh just unfortunate to get caught up in somebody else's nonsense uh which was just a product of the roval he's just running his race was i think in the top 10 was at the time of this like five points below the cut line and then somebody that just was trying to pick up a lot of positions and not break in in one of the uh one of the turns just well, drove right into the back of him and spun him out. Kind of, kind of ruined his day. Finished the 17 points below the cut line. But uh, congrats to to him on a great season, one that definitely exceeded most people's expectations. Well, I thought you might, and I mean, in all sincerity, I thought you might give Kyle Busch some love too, who was well below the cut line, yep. but but competed very well and was all was in the top five pretty much the entire race until the end uh, last week. And I really thought he was going to – he knew the only way he was going to get in was to win his way in. And there for a little bit, dude, we thought he was going to. Yeah, uh, the, the late race restarts were really his best chance. Uh, and, and he just needed to get to the back bumper of, of A.J. Allmendinger there, there on that last restart, was just unable to do it. I think he ended up getting passed by, what was it, William Byron. Yep. Uh, yeah, he got passed by, by William Byron and just – was unable to get to the back bumper. I, I think things would have gotten really, really, really interesting and made this conversation very different if, if Kyle Busch had gotten to the back of, of A.J. Allmendinger because we wouldn't be talking about uh, a first cup win for college racing. No, <laughs> today. you're absolutely right about that. I'll tell you what, let us, uh, we are at the, can you hang out with us a couple minutes into our second hour, Paul? 
Sure. Because I do want to do a Las Vegas preview. That's uh, where the first race of the round of eight is, and that's coming up uh, this weekend, which uh, you've got to give me some advice. I'm trying to talk Jonathan into going to the race on Sunday, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> there you go. So that'll wrap up our first hour here of uh, the Brian Hanks show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, coming up in our second hour, the man himself, Jason Bryant, sitting across from me. We're going to break down all these high school football games. We're going to talk a bunch of other stuff, too. But you are listening right here on Bet on the Bull, 960 The Bull, uh, to the Brian Hanks show, presented by Lenore Community College.